Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Overlay Podcast, a poker podcast brought to you by CCG Poker Radio. I always forget that I should probably mention uh, that CCG and Paramount in Texas sponsor the uh, Yeah, it's the probably podcast. a good idea. Well, you, you, did it, you did it this time. I did. So congratulations. Sure. Only took us eight episodes to mention both sponsors. Yes. We are currently taking new sponsors. It's like staking for podcasts. So if you guys want to stake us on our podcast, by all means, you can do that. We can give you a shout out or whatever the case may be. Right. So we're looking for local businesses all the way up to Barstool and anywhere in between. Anywhere in between. Yeah. And my local right. dry cleaner all the way up to, um, you know, El Presidente <laughs> to just chuck me some money to name drop and say hi. We'll sing happy birthday. Um you know, if you have hands that you want us to break down, I can't imagine anybody's going to want my two cents on on hand breakdowns. But uh, Brandon's pretty good at it, so yeah, throw I'm some of those trying. out there. Actually, I did get an email um, oh, from boy. somebody giving us some suggestions on what to do, and I'm trying okay. to pull it up here. I probably should have had it up earlier, but I didn't. Um, in the email, it's probably like, "Oh, be more prepared." By yeah, having- be be more professional in your. In your stuff. No, she was asking about the overlay. Sadie. Sandy. Sorry, Sandy. Um, hey, I've been listening to new podcasts, getting better with each episode. Thanks, Sandy. We think so, too. Um, she thought that as a charitable player, though, thought, though not regularly, I want to hear more about what might happen in the future, how you guys are going to break into the online gaming industry, how we will get back to live play, etc. I especially enjoyed the NHL, which I think she means NLH, versus PLO episode. Um, and she's a new PLO player and she thinks that, uh, she will never lose her love of no limit hold'em, but yet she wants, she's thirsty for some PLO advice, Brandon. Well, I'll tell her right now that she's not a true PLO player. She <laughs> still has love for no limit hold'em because once you're, yeah, you could be a beginning PLO player and never lose your love. But once you dive over the deep end, it's a long, long, there's no going back, back that the, slippery slope. It really is, really is hard. You're just stuck. Yeah, and uh, you mean that in more ways than one. You're just stuck, stuck in every way imaginable. So, episode eight, we're already on eight episodes. We've gotten almost 400 downloads in the first uh, month of the podcast, which I am actually pretty impressed by. Yeah, it's a lot. We've got. I mean, a- granted, it is quarantine still, and people are just searching for content. No, actually, it's the opposite. I've been watching some other podcasts, uh, people putting out content saying that their views or their their downloads are actually lower, that they're not getting as many. Probably because, like me personally, I listen to podcasts when I'm in the car on the way to the event. That is true. Like in the middle of your daily life. Correct. So it's like 40 minutes. I I don't want to listen to music. Um, I'm, I'm in traffic. It's a, it's a nice calming thing for me to do when I'm in traffic, going to an event on a Friday. It's like, perfect. I know I've got 45 minutes to 50 minutes to be sitting in the car, kind of aggravated that I'm in traffic. Boom. Let's throw on some kind of podcast, figure out how princess Diana died or Natalie Wood got, you know, weird drowning. I like true. How about, how about your alien kind of podcast? I do like, I can't help it. My father's son. I, I just, I like alien stuff and it's like the worst podcast. Cause like they never find anything. It's almost like that TV show that I really like, which is, um, the search of Oak Island, treasure of Oak Island. You ever watch that show? It's on history. Channel. I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't even have a history channel. Oh, it's awesome. But they, they're on like season eight and they've, they've never find anything. <laughs> 
So you always listen to the Alien podcast on the way to the events. Right. Oh, because yeah. Because you're too you scared get... to listen to them on I the way am. Yeah, because sometimes they get a little sketchy, and I'm like, what was that light? What was that? I don't know. And you're by to- Toyota Park, which is right by the cemetery. That's supposed to be a haunted it's cemetery. Super haunted. Super haunted cemetery. So, yeah, I, I would I would listen to them on the way to work. And then right. It's a lot tougher to, to listen to them on the way. So episode eight, we're going to talk about our most popular episode so far was episode one, which was the state of poker in COVID-19. 2020 and we've had some updates it's about a month or five weeks since the first episode came out so we wanted to kind of track back and do another state of poker part two all right so well well i mean mean, big news big news in the poker world probably the the biggest news right yes uh wsop postponed a lot of people use the word postponed, right? They don't want to say yes. canceled. And I actually, this is part of what I wanted to talk about today, is that so many people are giving the WSOP shit about, one, waiting so long to cancel or postpone or let people know what they were doing. And then, two, now that they have postponed, they're like, they should have just canceled it. It's wishful thinking that they think they can do it in the fall. And it's just a whole Twitter rabbit hole that I have fallen into. And I just, I'm pulling my hair out left and right reading do you want my opinion or of course i want your opinion the, the whole point of this is that we talk and we get to hear each other's opinions <sighs> we this might be the first subject that we're on opposite ends of the the field no, i don't understand i mean i don't understand why people i think that they should for sure try and have it in the fall right 100 percent. like you shouldn't be like they shouldn't be getting grief for attempting to move something back in the best interest of the players. And like, like even if it's only 30% chance that it's going to go in the fall, why would you not proceed? Like it's a hundred percent chance. I mean, like it's the most prestigious event. And I kind of take it personally because like people keep saying like, when's the next, you know, CCG event going to happen. And I keep saying, you know, we're postponing as soon as we can go live, we're going to go live, whatever that may be. So like right now, all events are postponed through April and I'm still hopeful that may 1st, that first weekend in May is going to happen. Now, obviously, it's April 21st is the day that we're recording this. Um, so that's about 10 days away. I, I don't really think – I think it's a very small chance. It's a Hail Mary. It's a right, – But you're still, like, prepared to Absolutely. have that happen. If Pritzker came Even on – it's only 10%. Yeah, Pritzker came on tomorrow and said, hey, guys, we're going to be back to allowing – X amount of people at social gatherings and, and events like this and bars and restaurants can open. Obviously, I don't think we're going to go from zero events to, you know, Cubs games with 40,000 people. Like, those are the two extremes, right? You got zero and you got 40 right. something thousand, you know, MLB, NBA, NHL games. Um, obviously, those are at the very end of this, but I think smaller group gatherings and the WSOP lands probably closer to the, you know, much larger events because in all honesty how many people go to are playing at one time i have personally never been and you and i made a pact that this would be the first year that we would go and obviously covid19 happens and now we can't go we still we still might go though i I mean mean, if if it's in the fall i'm going yeah um i mean i want to say that there's probably means it between all the rooms 203 no like in one room because if there's 300 people in one room and 300 people in the other room. You don't count that as 600. You count it as 300 and 300. Okay. Personally, I think I that's know. how you would count it. There's multiple rooms with 4,000 people, 3,000 people in it. All together. No, like each room. Each room's got 3,000 people in it? Yeah. 
GTFO, I mean, Brandon. No, there's sometimes like four events going on. I mean, the Amazon room, I, I don't, can't remember. It's been so long. has just so many tables. It's unbelievable. I mean, more than three, <laughs> 300 tables. And if there's nine players in a dealer per table, that's 3,000. Do they play nine-handed at the WSOP? Yeah, mostly. Most Everything's nine-handed. Uh, there's some eight-max and six-max uh, Yeah, stuff, yeah. But, I meant like the uh, normal events the that normal, are not limited. The normal yeah, the normal is nine-handed. Hmm. Plus the dealer. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, And then, you know, all these rooms are connected to one hallway when a one tournament's on break. Now you have two rooms of 3,000 people consolidated. That is fair. That is fair. One convention center hall, hallway, bathrooms. There's now 6,000 people. Concession control. stands, drink stands, water right. fountains. And now people go outside and people go here and people stay in the room and you know, it's not like they're all on top of each other, but like For sure. they're all released into the wild, basically. <laughs> From their socially acceptable room, they go out into the open and, and intermingle. Yes. yes. So, I mean, it's a big logistical hassle to move something this big back. So I don't think that they would even bother with it if they didn't think there was a realistic chance that they could pull it off. I mean, you would think that they have at least spoken to the higher-ups, the governor of Nevada, to try to figure out what his thoughts are. I mean, in all honesty, if we don't have sports back by September, which is the start of the NFL, I, I mean, good Lord. We'll be, sports will be back. Sports won't be back with fans, I don't think, but it, sports will all be back by then. All right, well, let's just well, let's dive into that. You believe that sports are going to come 100%. back and it's going to be no it's fans. It's like the first, oh yeah. It's like the first thing that's going to come because back. Because people need something to watch at home. Like Netflix, eventually, yeah. I'm running out of stuff to watch on Netflix. I mean, I don't know if you've been listening to the president's briefings and stuff, but like sports is definitely up there as like something priority. he views as important to the country as a whole. It to, is. To cope and heal with everything that's going on and like, you know, keep your mind somewhere else and like entertainment and obviously they're going to proceed with caution to make sure that the players and those leagues are super safe and they don't want to take away the testing from the population when, you know, if they're going to, if MLB comes back, that means every single player in the MLB is going to be tested weekly, weekly. So, I mean, then all of a sudden you're saying, Oh, well, how could the Cubs get a hundred tests a week every week during the baseball season? But you know, the healthcare worker that's showing symptoms can't get a test. So you got to make sure that all those hurdles, you know, stuff like that is taken care of. At least there's there's a plan going forward. Right. Which I just saw breaking news on Twitter, like 10 minutes before this episode, they, the FDA just approved the first at home coronavirus test. Really? Yeah. That's so I think eventually, you know, I'm not saying next week, but you know, maybe in July or August, you'll be able to just go to Walgreens and get a test. Which would be kind of huge. Well, I mean, because that's what they keep talking about, right? Like, in order for us to open back up and open up the economy and open up America in general, I mean, they want more testing, prevalent testing. Because I honestly believe that more people have had it and it's already passed them than people know. And it'll oh, affect well, some people more than others. Again, I'm just going on what I'm reading on the deep web, yeah. which is a dangerous thing to do, right? Because it's a hodgepodge of... It's like taking Wikipedia to heart. Like any asshat in the planet can change Wikipedia. Hey, so my college professor said that Wikipedia is the best source in the world because it has six billion people to edit it. That is like the exact opposite of what I said, but it's insightful and I love it because you're. It's right. 
you know, these, 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 yeah, these articles that we read were written by one person and was one study by two doctors. Correct. And that's the information that you get and you take it for what it's worth and you either believe it and you absorb it or you just disregard it and say, I don't want to believe it or it's fake. And that's it. Wikipedia and I think is like maybe that's part of the problem too, and it's the state of poker or just the state of the world in general is that people don't believe it, the internet is so wide reaching and anybody can write on there and anybody can can say whatever it is they want. I mean, good lord, we're out there talking about poker on a podcast that's reaching people in Australia, and they're like, "Oh, these guys must be experts." If they actually saw us in medicine person, they might think differently, but you know, Anybody out there can write whatever they want. I think people right now don't believe everything that they – or there's a hesitation, right? Like when you hear something on the news, like I don't know, when I was a kid or in you know, high school or even into college, when you saw something on the news, it was like, man, that's legit. It like it's, it's on the news. Right. Like it wouldn't be – they wouldn't put something out there that's not like 100% true because it was about integrity and character and like there were no – such a divide in – you know, which side of the political fence you were on and representing, it's like everybody was very non-biased, right? You just, you read the news and that's what it was. And I just don't feel like that happens as much anymore. And it's... Well, yeah. I, I, without like picking sides and going down the rabbit hole of politics, like there's, and especially with so much of this being statistics and models and math and and stuff like that. But it's not, it's not math. It's, it, they are estimations, Project. projections. Right. A projection is just an estimate. They are guesses. Correct. They're very but, educated right. guesses, they're educated but they're guesses. guesses. But what I was trying to say is that, like, you can take the numbers and you can you can take the exact same numbers and spin it whichever way you want. Absolutely. And then each side can take a number that's maybe bad for one side and spin it that it's good for the other side. And you can say spin it the other all way. these you know, all USA has the most coronavirus tests or most coronavirus cases in the world. That's one side. Other side is, well, if you look at per capita, we're at like almost the third lowest. It's Correct. the same number and both sides. It's how run you spin with a it. Different story. Right. It's how you spin it. They would present is, it differently, which is bad. Well, it just, you know, it makes people argumentative and, and scared in it. I don't know. You, you can't take, well, that's what I'm saying. It goes going back to like what you read on the internet. You don't know if like, this is true or if they're just spinning it, you know, the way that they want to spin it because that's the way that they want to spin it. Right. You know, I kind of lose the integrity of, oh, it's on the news and more. It's like, eh, well, is that not like, are, is this really mean that we're in trouble because we have the highest number of cases or not? Like, I don't like, I don't know. And like, that's the thing. People don't know. So it's like, I'm kind of hesitant on that article. That's the only thing I think that I'm most upset about in general about everything that's kind of happened. I get it. Like everyone's doing their part to try to save lives. And that's ultimately what we're doing, right or wrong, if it works or if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's the principle is, is that we're staying at home to try to, you know, save people, even though there's a cost to that, that saving. I mean, the economy is going to go kaputski here pretty quick. I mean, there's what, like 20 million Americans are out of work or have applied for unemployment. Yep. It's crazy. That's like 10% of uh, the population is easily yeah, unemployed like, right now. Maybe more. Yeah, it's like it's like 15% of the workforce. It's insane. Um, so anyways, back to the WSOP. Back to poker. I don't, WSOP. So I, th- the whole point of that is that I, I think it's – I understand WSOP waiting this long because they wanted to gather as much information. They didn't need to ch- cancel anything more than – five weeks out from the start date because in all honesty, like they don't need to like the Ryder cup for 
for golf is in September, middle of September, and they've already canceled and postponed it, and they're trying to reschedule it. Like, that's in September. Did they really need to cancel it that in March? Um, well, you know my, you know my view on golf, though. I feel like they just canceled everything on their schedule, and then then they basically cancel all the majors and then postpone them all. Uh, they, so I think they did like a full revamp. They did, they did. But I mean, then you different know. than I than guess just saying, oh, this thing's canceled in in this random concert in September's canceled. Right. Well, yeah. That that to me is they is moved all the dates around stuff. to make it better. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. that but that's golf is kind of an outlier. So like everything else, I I, I think it's absolutely asinine to postpone something in September. You have no idea what's going to happen in. No. April, May, June, July, September. Like, and sure. What about August? Things are. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about if August? Things are on the. If things are on the track and the trajectory that they're on. Cool. Cancel it in July at the end of July. It's like these. Yeah, I, I saw Twitter. They're all upset. Oh, what about all these international people? That, I think six you know, weeks had, is enough time to give anybody enough time to to change their plans. And here's the thing, guys. You can't if, even fly well, into America right now. I'm not even taking that into account. Like, that's different. Like, obviously, yeah. that's a thing. But, like, if you are pissed off at the WSOP for the sole purpose of that you had made reservations at a hotel, you have flight reservations, regardless of the fact that none of them are open and you can't even do it anyways. But let's let's leave that off the table. Like, if you're uncomfortable and you don't want to go, cancel your reservation. Like, why are you forcing and upset at the WSOP? It's like people are just lashing out to be upset because we're pissed yeah. off that we can't go outside and we can't play poker and we can't do we can't watch baseball and golf and you know other sports that people watch i really only watch baseball and golf <laughs> that's all that's all you come up with well i i, I take that back i watch the nfl i would be extremely disappointed if the nfl came out and said hey we're going to postpone the season until further notice like i would be heartbroken i think it's kind of baller that the nfl is going to have they just they say you know what? we're having our draft our draft it's is virtual. scheduled for April, cool. April 25th or whatever. It's in two days. It's, yep. it's Thursday. So 23rd. it'll be tomorrow for the people that – or no, it'll be already happened by the time you guys listen to this. But the bottom line is they said, you know what, this is on our schedule. Sure, we can't have it on the Bellagio fountains like they were going to have it, which I thought would have been pretty cool. That would have been awesome. But, um, you know, but, you know, they aren't going to let, you know, the structure of their offseason and the structure of their – like business as usual, you know, they're just going to go about it and do it a different way with everybody doing it on the internet. And I think that, you know, so many people are looking forward to the draft that don't even care about the draft. And again, it's the whole idea that people need stuff to, to care about that is fun and frivolous because in all honesty, NFL football is fun and frivolous. Like nothing matters if the bears win or lose. It's not like it's a life or death situation. You know, it's just it's something to take our minds off of bills and our jobs and, you know, whatever else people are upset about. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want Lindsay to think that I have those thoughts and, and you know, be like their their marriage is shitty. They have kids that are kind of jerks. I don't know. None of those things are true for me. I'm just saying, like, you know, people get upset about it. But, you know, it's a it's an escape. It's the same reason why people read, you know in their free time or listen to a podcast or play poker. It's what they do to relieve stress. And I feel like right now we are a tea kettle on top of the uh, oven. Uh, we are a tea kettle so? about, it just with no, no release, nowhere to go. It just keeps boiling, 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 boiling. But at some point it's either going to explode or you got to let some of that stress out. And I don't know 
why people are so upset when people want to know, when are we going to be able to relieve a little bit of stress? And watching sports on TV, having the hope that the WSOP is going to happen in the fall, those are really good things. I don't know why people are so upset by them. Like, let's give people, like, something to look forward to. Right. And, you know, you get all these sort of, yeah, right. You think that 3,000 people are ever going to be able to sit next to each other in September? It's like, how do you know, man? It's like, you don't. And again, it's like if, if the WSOP wants to go through all the logistical trouble to try and have something in September and then it fails, like that doesn't affect you at all. No. What are they going to do? All like, right, guys, we're going to reschedule you, for January 1st. Right. Whatever. Like, cool. Oh, okay, cool. They went through all this nightmare and you sat at home and then they, they told home. you it was canceled again and you said, oh, I told you so. And like, you weren't going anyways. For that. Right. I feel like. Like, be happy that they're trying to make it happen. Right. And again, if you don't feel comfortable sitting next to nine other people in September, no matter what the case number is or death number is or vaccine is or treatment is or anything, then just don't go. We all have a choice. I mean, not right now. We don't have a choice. We have to stay at home. But eventually, in theory, we all have a choice on what we can and can't do. And if you're uncomfortable or you're a highly susceptible person to it or it comes out that, hey, they've narrowed down the characteristics and the traits and things that people need to look out for. Like it makes sense, you know, you don't get, you don't see guys that have heart problems, uh, signing up for marathons. They just don't go watch it on TV. Yep. Yep. So state of poker, what else is happening in the poker world? So there's also the nice thing about the WSOP. It's kind of a catch 22. It's a, it's a bittersweet item. They are going to do a huge online like WSOP series series during the normal WSOP time, you know, June and July. The problem is it's going to be for international players and uh, the four states that are legal for poker, which is what? Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Nevada. Yes. That's it. So those four states. If you want to play, go to Vegas in, in June and stay in a hotel and play online. You think there'll be people that would do that? Oh, there's going to be a, a lot of people that do that. Because, I mean, in all honesty, you could still socially distance yourself. You just wear a mask, go up to your room, freaking hunker in, order room service, yeah. bing, bang, boom, you're good to go. Right. Or or order an Airbnb and bring a bunch of groceries with you. Go to the store oh, yeah, You once. don't even need to go to Vegas. You just need to be in the state of Nevada. So you just find some random freaking Airbnb, go there and play for three weeks, a month. Right. That actually kind of sounds like fun. It's not the worst idea. No. Well, I mean, people if you had to, a choice, you know, if you had a choice right now, and again, we're talking the entire state of Nevada, the entire state of Delaware, the entire state of Pennsylvania, and the entire state of New Jersey, where would you want to go in one of those four states to be there for a month to play online poker? And I'm talking grind. Like you're, you, Let's not worry about bankroll management or anything like that. Let's just, just live the dream here for a second. Let's say you're getting staked. All right, you're going to play X amount of events a day. Where would you go? Um, but you love to be definitely. I would go to Nevada just because of the weather, probably in June. It's fair. It's you're a hot. You're a hot fan. I'm a hot fan. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a hot fan. I mean, it's gonna and be hot. Like, in any mean, of those places, have, if I'm gonna but... have an Airbnb. I'm gonna have a pool, and I'm gonna, you know. Wow, are your backers willing outside. to pay for the pool, or is that something you're well, gonna have to? That's a contingency in your plan here. Yeah, that's a contingency. I'm only getting. Yeah, I'm so only going want... if I get a. You want Brandon the pro playing your your money in these games. I need a pool. Yeah. 
It's pretty I good. I mean, I don't know. Delaware seems boring. I don't know anywhere in Delaware. I don't know if I've ever been to Delaware. I think I've been to I think I've been to every state except for Alaska. I've definitely not been to Alaska, and I have not been to every state. But Delaware, I might have driven through Delaware. Yeah, well, that counts. I've driven. Through I, I was in Boston, and then I, th- I we went to Rhode Island to play at a golf course. Actually, we played Newport Country Club, which is one of the five original founding members of the USGA. It's pretty legit. Um, and then we also got to play the Country Club, which is in Boston, another one of the founding five. So I got three out of the five. Nice. It's pretty nuts. Well, you got to get the other two in. That should be like on your bucket list. It will be on my bucket list. Good call. Um, let me write that down. Ken's bucket list. Put on extra you know, two. Three, three. Okay, got it. All right, good. So you would go to yeah, I don't know. I, would, I would just go to Nevada. I don't know if I would go to maybe you know somewhere because you know I, it would probably be contingent on where like I thought I would have the least chance of getting the virus as well. Like I know that like you know the middle of Nevada like there's no there's no problems in Nevada except for like the South Corn like the Vegas area. Yeah, like maybe like Reno or something, or like Reno could be know, fun. Just spitballing here, but it's probably where I go. Or you know, go into the Vegas like Henderson area, and just, I was like, gonna say Henderson have, might be a good spot to go they have into. All kinds of like timeshares and like yeah, you know, places to rent for the summer and stuff like that, and houses and because when people actually do this and play in in Vegas and and play the the World Series when it's in Vegas, that's what they do. They rent a house in Henderson for two months. Hang out, get six, seven, eight guys playing online, playing the events, playing live, driving into Vegas, hanging out, playing cash games, right? Yep, yep, yep. It kind of sounds like a, a fun thing I to know. do. I never did that. I think that's like a thing that you do when you're like mid-20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm like old, too old to do that now. I'm definitely I, too I, old, and I have kids and a wife, so it's not like my wife's going to be like, hey, cool, you're going to be gone for a whole two months? That's never going to yeah, happen. Yeah, because I know like Jordan and Bunce, they did that for like a summer or two. Seems... Seems fun. I just never had the money. Yeah. Just fire one case. Because that involves you actually having to like cash and win. That never happens for me. On a side note, when you, when they do this WSOP, the circuit event or the, the online events, I shouldn't call them circuit, the online events, can, do, do, do the player pools, uh, intermingle? Meaning like, does Nevada players play against New Jersey players, play against Delaware players, play against, the Pennsylvania players, are they all in together as well as the international? Yeah. No. No. Even for the WSOP yes stuff? Yes or no. Well, which I one don't is know. it? Yes or no? That's a great... I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that in general, the USA price, the USA player pools are together, I believe. Okay. They're together, but it's just the four of them. It's not like... Because there's Poker Stars EU, there's Poker Stars... USA poker stars, there's Europe poker stars, there's like Spain poker stars, and you only play with people in Spain. Like, there's a bunch of different clients where like the, the player pools are 100% separate. So, I don't know what they're going to do because I know that GG Poker is a the big up and coming poker site, which is the one that I watched years ago, which gave me the idea about the um, the progressive bounty where you get to keep everybody's bounty on their entire head until you get into the money, then you keep it. Meaning if a guy knocked out five players and then you knock him out, you would get his bounty plus the five he won. Yes. Something along those lines. Right. So like my bounty could be $900 over my head and your bounty be the original $10. If you knock me out, your bounty is now $910 above your head, but you don't get to keep, nobody gets to keep any bounties bank until they make the money. 
Hmm. Once they make the money of the tournament, everything gets back. But anyways, GG Poker, they've been blowing up, and now they got down on the ground in when they got a bunch of new uh, people it's- sponsoring. They're kind of jumping ship off of Poker Stars. Poker Stars is kind of losing a little bit of the market share to GG. And, yeah, GG's uh, another like like Poker Stars, same deal. I mean, they're legal in those four states and no, oh. no, not this is all Europe. I don't think they're legal anywhere in America. Okay. This there you is go. what I was questioning. But I think if you go onto the WSOP website, there's something about how there's gonna be events on GG. For international. Um, yeah, for so I don't know really how you know, this just came out yesterday. I haven't really looked at GG Poker and WSOP collaborate on WSOP Super Circuit online series. Okay, so that's in Super Circuit. 18 WSOP circuit rings. That's on GG Poker. But then the WSOP.com, which is for sure an American-only site. See, I wonder if it's going to be on all this WSOP stuff is going to have to be on WSOP.com. So you can play in both, just, right? You can play WSOP or you can play Poker Stars. Those are kind of your two options in the United States for the four states that are legal. Yes. So my question is, can international people play on WSOP? I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't know because we're not one of the four states that this matters to. But well, that's um, the other part of the the other side of this coin. It's the bittersweet part. Yeah, that's great, guys. I'm super excited that you're going to do online events. But we live in Illinois, which means we are completely shit out of luck. We cannot play anything. Correct. And Hold people always ask about online poker, like, oh, when are you going to do online events? And like, it's not that simple. Like, there needs to be legislation passed in order for, you know a group like Chicago charitable games to do events to, to have any kind of online games in general. Like it's a huge process to make sure that it's legitimate and there's payment processors and, 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 you know, checks and balances and things that ha- like, it's just, it's not, it's a pipe dream. It's, it's not, not just something you can just snap a finger and be like, all right, yeah, CCG is up and running. Yeah. Come, here you go. come join a name. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Cause I mean, there's tons of sites out there that are in the gray area, you know, like America's card room or other, um, you know, the new apps that everybody's doing now, which are just blowing up in general, like everybody and their brothers playing on their phones right now. Yes. Yeah. And I would, uh, yes, I would actually put like global poker and, um, ACR in like a, a step more legitimate than the apps. If that makes sense. Okay. Give us some backup. Like, okay. So sport, let's let's go rewind, go back 10 years ago. Sports betting in the United States is illegal everywhere except for Nevada. Right. So you live in Chicago and you want a sports bet. Well, you can go on and bet on BetAG, whatever, which is a Costa Rican site where you deposit and it's kind of shady and it's certainly not legal in America, but it's not illegal for them. So it's kind of a gray area that. So if you had WSOP and Poker Stars for the four legal states, that's like betting in Nevada at a sports book. 100% legal, legit. You know, everything is, all the legislation's there, everything's passed and good. So that would be like, so Vegas sports books equals WSOP and Poker Stars. Then you have this middle area where I would say betting on like BetAG or Bovada or whatever, that's kind of like the ACR and um, Global Poker where it's kind of gray area. It's really not legal, but it's really not illegal. They're kind of, it's literally a gray area. Whereas these apps, it's kind of like just betting with a bookie. Okay. So like, it, it's kind of underground. Like, so, you know, you got legit, 
Sportsbook. You got Gray Area, Bovada. You got Underground Bookies. Right. It's kind of it's kind of the same thing for the sport. It's kind of the same thing for the um, for the poker sites. You got the legit ones that are 100% legal. You got the middle gray area ACR, and then you got maps, which is right. completely underground. There's absolutely no regulation in the app. You know what I mean? There's absolutely nothing anywhere in state or federal legislation that says anything about these things being legal. Right. The m- money's exchanging hands based on credit and based on integrity, and you know, there's a you know, there's a lot of stuff going on that's brings but, it more like an under, underground home game more than a but because we're stuck inside and we cannot go outside those those, those apps yeah and those, those apps are option. huge right now everybody's talking about playing on the apps and every time i'm on facebook or any kind of the the chats or online groups that i'm in you know to promote you know charity poker events every other post if not every post is just like join our club here join my club here hey i know this guy over here join here join here join here come in our spot you know it's like the old days of uh you know home games when everybody had a home game you had nine different choices on friday night to where you wanted to play and you know you just ran around and played all of them right you went to the safe ones or the people that you trusted and correct you kind know, of the same way with the apps yeah. you, you're going to go to an app that you know is run by somebody who's legit and somebody who's you know gonna pay out twenty four thousand dollars when you win and not Oof. say hey kick kick rocks buddy you got nothing you know yeah i got nothing <laughs> i owe the world sorry nice but yeah so the apps are you know the, i play i'm not gonna lie it's not like i don't play on them right but you know i pick and choose i'm not just gonna go to some random i couldn't tell you how many how many times i've been hit up on facebook Yo, I got one two PLO running, two tables. This guy's got twenty four hundred. He's a fish. Join the club. Come and get him. Yeah. Oh, oh this rake is two dollars lower than everybody else's rake. Come on down. Hmm. No thanks. But I mean, hey, if you want to play poker, that's an option. This, this is where you're playing poker. That's all we have left right now. Hey, all right. Last thing about the state of poker two part two. Um, is when the casinos open, I think the fear right now is is what aspects they're going to be able to open and if they're going to be fully open, if they're going to have some restrictions on them. What are your thoughts? I mean, I know the uh, CEO of Wynn put out some memo. I call it a memo like Jerry Maguire memo. You know, like he had uh-huh. a... That was called a memo, right? Yep, that's a memo. So he sent it out. and it, I mean, you know, it was pretty good. They're talking about sanitizing and how they're going to make the dealers and, and, and just to make people feel safe and try to make an effort to make it as safe and sanitary as possible for when, you know, things need to reopen. Because there's no doubt in anybody's mind that we have to reopen pretty damn quick here. Yep. I mean, we've hit we've hit our line of and it's not even for like morale. It's not even for like mentality and like it's not even for like mental health and it's just for like economical health and we have to reopen have to and there's you have to you, you can't stay close it would take zombies zombies could stay close really you know yeah i think we'd have to stay close for zombies i don't think so i think you just bar the doors check people for zombie bites and then if they're good let them in so you think that the bellagio's open still open in uh Walking Dead for just... for a little while. I mean, there's got to be a line on it, like world starts to end, and before they start, like you know, 
throwing napalm on entire cities to try to get rid of <laughs> zombies. Like at some point, there's a guy at a craps table in Bellagio with like zombie waitresses running around, and he's just like, "I'm on a hot roll. Like I'm not leaving till like craps out here. Like, give I me a second. But and especially these industries like Vegas, like they have to reopen. Like e- even if eighty percent of the population is too scared to go there, like they just have to open. Mm-hmm. that's open and make the environment safe for the workers and open up and make the best of it. Well, and not only that, but like, there's gotta be a starting point, right? Like if you right. don't have a starting point, then, you know, let's, let's use your analogy right there. They open up and one out of five people feel comfortable to go out and go to Vegas, go to dinner, go to a bar, go to a movie theater, whatever the case may be. Cause it's more than just Vegas, right? It's the entire right. entertainment industry events. I mean, Chicago Travel Where Games. We fall is a, into that. We're an event company. We bring people together to to play a game and raise money for charity. Like that's what we do. It's it's such a far reaching thing. Like at some point you got to open, and then you do you know one out of five people. And I don't know if that's the number. I don't. I think that's far far too low. But I'm just using it as a hypothetical situation here. Let's sure. say we open up middle of May. All right, and one out of five Americans feels comfortable enough to kind of get back out there and experience those things and keep small businesses going. And then you get to June. And then, you know, your one out of five people now turns into almost two out of five people. And then you hit 4th of July and it's like, man, two and a half people out of five feel good. And then you're now you're in August. and It's like, man, four out of five people are back to normal life where they're going out and enjoying restaurants and going to bars and going to parks and riding on swings and taking their kids on bike rides. Like my kids are going crazy being cooped up in the house. I am going crazy being cooped up in the house. I'm literally, we have a Five o'clock, we make dinner at my house. Five thirty, we're done eating. Five forty, there's food all over the place because Harrison, the garbage boy, just throws food everywhere now. When he's done eating, that's his indication I'm done. He just throws shit all over the place. Then we just go into the the playroom and I just we just play dodgeball. Like it's basically dodgeball. Mostly it's just me <laughs> throwing stuff at my kids, which is a great stress reliever because they do drive me nuts. But I love them more than anything. But I get to throw stuff at them. They get to throw stuff at me. Uh, you know. It's fun. I mean, that's the stuff that people need. And if we don't start, right, if we don't have yep. anything to start on, meaning, okay, May 15th, we're going to open up. And even if it's with restrictions and things that are, I get it, like, but we need that so that people can have a, a running and a race. progress. Yeah. And, and running see. a race and having no idea where the finish line is. How do I know? Right. Like, how do I gauge? How do right. I pace myself? How do I, plus, I don't, do I have a mile left? Do I got 20 miles to go? Is it uphill, downhill? Is it right? What am I doing? Plus, also, you know, Vegas, um, you know, this isn't going to be a light switch thing. They're going to open tw- one out of five properties are going to be open if one fifth of the people are going to be there. Out of curiosity, one fifth of the reps, one fifth of like I saw that MGM, I saw that tweet I sent you last night. Yep. It was MGM and Bellagio were going to be the first two properties that mgm reopens oh okay i got you i was trying to feel like so, they're the only two in the strip they're gonna open but it's that no, they're the that only two group. from, from the, i got you from the group right? i got you so they're gonna open up and they're gonna open up you know one of the restaurants and they're gonna open up one of the bars and they're gonna open up half of the crafts tables and half of the slots and half spread of the people roulette. out and, and then they said sense. that you right. know what they're yeah spread people, and they also said that they were gonna I thought this was kind of crazy and maybe a little scary, but maybe it's just like what it is. There's going to be two dealers at every table. Okay. 
both wearing masks and gloves, one of them dealing the cards and the other one like constantly like cleaning the whole entire time. Basically just like a cleaner. Hmm. Making the the players feel safe. You know, that way they, they still employ a hundred percent of the dealers, even if only half the tables are open. They can just find stuff for the other half of the people to do. And I mean, I, mean, I thought it was just like a, a decent proposal of how to start. You know, if you, if you don't start there, you don't and know. That's, where, I like kind of got into a little bit of a, a Twitter argument last night at four o'clock in the morning in the exact same scenario is that some guy was like, I don't think we should be listening to the CEO of the win because he's just a profiteer out to make money. Like, yes, the man's out to make money. He runs a company that is a huge conglomerate of casinos. Lots of money going in and out of those. But in the same token, there's also thousands of people that work there and all of the people that support those. I mean, we don't even think about like there's, you know, laundry cleaning services that does all of the Bellagio's sheets and bedding and all. You know what I mean? Like all the cleaning right. supplies, it all the trucking, that, that stuff. So like, it's huge. It's not just the service industry. And I know we have gone on this crazy trip today so thank you for being with us the whole time because we mean, started we're in the state, a, of, poker. We're in the state it of is poker, but i think of. this is the whole idea and, and for people to to give negative impact or negative you know feedback it's just you know it's why do that what what good are you any, doing doesn't accomplish anything. right it's just you're an internet troll like is that what you want like literally that guy's just an internet troll well i'm not gonna listen to them they're just profiteers i'm gonna listen to scientists who the hell do you think is paying scientists Oh my God! We've turned into a freaking conspiracy <laughs> podcast. Who the hell's paying those scientists? It's not. It's people like the guy at the win. He's paying them. Hey, I'll give you 80, 80 grand. Go out there and be like, oh yeah, COVID nineteen is bullshit. COVID twenty, that's the one you got to worry about. This is baby stuff. <laughs> Gambling will help you become immune. Like literally, this is uh, you know, it's Illuminati stuff. My heart rate just went up. My my yeah. my. Apple Watch just beeped and was like, breathing for one minute helps cure stress every day. <laughs> All right, we're at about 40 minutes, folks, so that's going to wrap it up for Sweet. today's State of Poker Part 2. So we're, we're still we're, on the grind. We're in quarantine. We're in quarantine. WSOP canceled. They're going to have online. Postponed, sir. Um, it's not canceled. It's postponed. Oh, you're right. Postponed. We're all looking forward to it happening. We might be renting a house fall. in Nevada to have a poker house. Maybe we'll just, like, chop it up and run some satellites uh and, oh, and get you people made me out kind there. of a little sad when you said chop it up i know can we can we can give the viewers that our, our previous podcast name was going to be chop it up but it's taken and we so really like chop overlay. it up but it didn't it didn't work i mean out. we just really chopped up this whole entire mm-hmm. episode right here well thank you for so, listening episode eight yeah. what you got another thing no i got nothing i got nothing i gotta wash your hands and stay safe and wash your hands you can, stay safe you can close this up Flatten the curve. I thought the other really nice thing, and it's the last thing I'm going to say to end the episode, is that in that uh, memo from the CEO of Wynn, he not only talked about, like, we're all in this together to flatten the curve of COVID-19, but at some point, we're going to need to figure out how to flatten the curve of the economy, because right now the economy is curving down, and we need to figure out how to flatten that. Otherwise, people are just going to be out of work. Like, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm not doing it for profit or for money or talking like I want to get back to making money at CCG. I just want to get back to work. I, you know, I agree. I'm just nervous. I need to get back out to work because I don't really know what else to do other than work. Throw stuff at your kids. Right. Yeah. Basically, when I'm, you're, I'm when abusing you're not working, my children right. by throwing 
tennis balls at them. They're not tennis balls. They're like these letter blocks that I throw at them. Uh-huh. All the hard, the hard wooden letter blocks. Huh? Yeah, yeah, the wooden yeah, blocks great. at them. Well, thank you for listening. Episode 8 of the Overlay, a poker podcast brought to you by CCG Poker Radio. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. That really helps out the podcast. Uh, Brandon already said his tagline. That's it. Ken's out. I'm officially getting closer to crazy and conspiracy theories left or right. My wife is almost going to take away my phone. because She's like, if you keep reading Twitter, I'm going to take away your phone. I like it. See you in episode 9. I don't like it. Episode 9 next week. See you, everybody. Bye.